Simon and Art Garfunkel with the song they recorded in 1964 off their first LP that came out Wednesday morning 3 a.m. was the name of the title of the LP. Last night I had the strangest dream. That would be indeed a strange dream. Wonderful one. Good sentiment. That would be a good way to start out today's show. Things are a little rocky out there in the world. So, welcome to the the tent, the green room for life, of life. My name is Jim, and this is Live Tracks on KDRT, Low Power FM, for Davis, California. I want to say hello to my buddy down in Alamogordo, New Mexico, in case you're tuning in. And also, my lovely psychic navigator that uh, got away from the U.S. and went to is in Paris, last I heard. And so, hello, Marie. If you're out there tuning in, we're all doing just fine out here. I'll be moving around a little bit tonight. Different styles of music. I don't think I'm going to get anything too much in your face. But I've got some new music that I ran across. New for me. And some of it is a little bit odd. And I think you'll enjoy the lyrics to the songs. So I'll be sprinkling those in and about. Tony Bennett passed away recently. And of course... There wasn't a better singer. Uh, he was prominent 
in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, but he maintained uh, presence in the music business and also just in the public eye with his wonderful personality and uh, professionalism and, of course, his ability to sing. And so I thought out, thought I would start out tonight with a song being sung by Tony Bennett. This was recorded on the 19th of November in 1958. And it's the, he's singing in front of the Count Basie Orchestra. And this is in New York City. And the song is Growing Pains. KDRT in Davis, California. One day your mama drops the hem of your skirt Next day you give up yelling What's for dessert? You can't explain it But you're one solid hurt Baby, you've got growing pains Your Christmas penny Doesn't look half so bright Papa's not president <laughs> Since maybe tonight When you're not quite so sure That mom's always right Baby, you've got growing pains Nothing's wrong Just growing pains and they'll never hurt too long When there are cobwebs in the dreams that you weave When there's no magic in words make believe when doubt comes peeping out and tugs at your sleeve baby you've got growing pains when you come home from school and don't slam door right down the banisters or slide across the floor when you don't cry for every tie in the star baby you've got growing They're not bad, just growing pains. You'll be all. 
KDRT in Davis. My goodness, did I... I really like that last song. I don't know about you folks. Hope you did. There's something very attractive about that song to me. But I'm going to start from the top of the set. I'm going to keep you in agony. Although, if you're armed with a cool recreational beverage of choice and a dog or a cat on your lap or nearby and a nice uh, recliner position, how much can it hurt? Starting out with Growing Pains. That was Tony Bennett from the 19th of November, 1958, and that was done in New York City. Hold on. See if I can get the actual location of it. Yeah, somewhere in New York City. So that was pretty cool. Count Basie on that was directing his orchestra. He wasn't actually playing the piano on that. Don't worry about me. Dave Brubeck, wonderful jazz piece there. You know, Dave Brubeck, he was around a long, long time as a musician, and he had a wonderful body of work. This particular song was from his um, recordings that he did uh, on, the, on the circuit, Jazz Goes to College, and that song was recorded at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor in 1954. And he had, of course, the wonderful, wonderful tone, Paul Desmond on alto sax, Joe Dodge on drums, Bob Bates on bass, and, of course, Dave on piano. And finished up with a really cool song, and you know it's going to be loaded in it's going to be on overnight so all you have to do is randomly wait up until two three four in the morning or whatever and you'll hear it again <laughs> of course you could just listen to this song again or i mean this show again but so the name of the group is coop k-o-o-p all right and they are out of, I had to, I had to dig around for this. The, the names of, there's, there's two that are primarily involved with all of the songwriting and a lot of the instrument playing, Magnus Zingmark and Oscar Simonson. And um, it was from a 2007 CD called Coop Islands. And I'm going to play a couple more songs from this CD tonight. But here's the deal. Magnus and Oscar sound like guys' names. But the picture that's in here is definitely not <laughs> a couple of guys. So I guess this is where it wouldn't hurt to have the pronouns. <laughs> What pronouns do they use? 
Well, anyway. So this song, uh, let's see, I think some of these were recorded in Belgium in Arnhem. Seventeenth uh, of June, two thousand seven, was the first transmission of some of these songs, and that was in front of the BBC Orchestra, that particular backing group there. The oh goodness, it's so complicated sometimes, <laughs> or maybe I just make it that way. I'll tell you what, here's what you can do. You can find out more about them by going to the World Wide Web, www. And if this is correct, this is, I took this off of the CD. It's k-o-o-p.com. I've never seen the, the dashes used. I've seen the slashes and forward or rear whatever. I've seen underscore used, but I've never seen dash used. But there you go. Magnus Zingmark and Oscar Simonson. And that's S-I-M-O-N-S-S-O-N. Right. So coming up a little bit later, I'm going to do this day and Beatles history through the years. I've also got a couple of very interesting stories, one having to do with archaeology and some uh, recently discovered caverns and uh, things like that. It's pretty cool. And then another one about uh, a hoard, a treasure, so to speak, that was found very recently here in this country. So I'll have that coming in the Next hour and a half. For now, I want to return to music. And the song that I've got chosen. Ah, yes. There's another group that I hadn't seen before or found before. It's the Sweetback Sisters from the CD Chicken Ain't Chicken. And the song is feeling bad. Worry, I'll 
so goodbye blues i paid my dues hand me
I'm a natural born. Put your head down, baby, that's a hammer, so natural born. Cause when you ain't having nothing, ain't no fun at all. Well, you can't take it with you, baby, that's one thing for sure. Oh, you can't take it with you, baby, that's one thing for sure. There's nothing wrong with you that a T-bone shovel won't kill. Damn your phone while you can't face it all the thing. While you can't face an awful thing I never know what's gonna happen, baby That's why I love to sing
KDRT in Davis. Welcome back. I love this room with a view, watching the shadows get long and the occasional cyclist goes by down. So idyllic. And we don't even get charged any money to, to be here. And we get a raise every year, 10, 20, 30%. Of course, there's that little mathematics thing. If you multiply by zero by whatever, and, uh, but hey, feeds the soul. And I hope it does yours also, in all goodness. Feeling bad, the Sweetback Sisters. <laughs> now, I have no idea what's going on with them. But it was really cool song. And I, I think I've got another one picked out to play tonight also. Yeah, the other one is, um, yeah. well, just put it this way. I'm going to have a set that's slightly off balance tonight, off Plum Bob. And that song will be one of them. Feeling bad, Sweetback Sisters. Do I have a year? Uh, 2009 on the CD, which is titled Chicken Ain't Chicken. Followed that up with another one from Tony Bennett in front of the Count Basie Orchestra, I believe, with Plenty of Money in You, a little short song there. And then finished up that set, Can't Take It With You, Spike Sykes and the Awesome Hotcakes. That was recorded just recently. I'm still working on the mix. Um, down at the Oddfellows Hall, first week of June, part of Thursday Live concert series. I think now would be a good time to jump into this day in Beatles history, July 27. 1961, Beatles had performance at the Cavern Club at noon, noontime. And then later on, they performed at St. John's Hall in Tubrook, Liverpool. And they provided backup for Scylla White also. Scylla White was another person Brian Epstein got to know and signed her. And she later changed her name to Scylla Black. 1962, the Beatles were at the Tower Ballroom in New Brighton. It says here a fight broke out during the concert. The Beatles commented about how over the years things could get pretty rough in some of those places that they performed in and around Liverpool. This happened to also be, in July 27, 62, one of the last shows with Pete Best on drums. It was just shortly after this, um, I want to say early September, maybe even late August, that Ringo Starr took over. 1963, for the 12th week, Please Please Me LP, number one in the United Kingdom. 
Also on this day in 1963 was the end of an English tour that they had done. They finished it up at the Odeon Cinema. And a photographer, Dizo Hoffman, was present at that performance. He took any number of publicity photos for the Beatles. Oh, in 1963, 64, early days. In 1964, <laughs> Brian Epstein, their manager, got the nod on the 1964 list of the 10 best-dressed men in Britain. According to the selectors, his sartorial taste hits the mark as surely as his eye for talent. He is one of the moderates. 1968, four years later, the Apple stores closed on this day, July 27, 1968. And in 1976, red letter day for John Lennon and Yoko, John's application to remain in the U.S. as a permanent resident is approved at a special hearing. Yay! All that happened on this day in Beagle's history. Just goes to show, that's 15 years span from when they were playing a lunchtime gig at the Cavern Club in Liverpool to where John's living in some pretty fancy digs near Central Park, or right off Central Park. And he's a millionaire and... He finally gets allowed to remain in the United States. As John Lennon said one time, he said, I brought me own money. <laughs> I have a feeling now that's pretty much all it would take. Well, marijuana conviction, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> oh, this is KDRT in Davis, California. to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade he'd let us in knows where we've been in his octopus's garden in the shade I'd ask my friends to come and see We would be warm below the storm In our little hideaway beneath the waves Resting our head on the seabed In an octopus's garden near a cave Garden in the shade. 
would shout and swim about the coral that lies beneath the waves. Oh, what joy for every girl and boy, knowing they're happy and they're safe. We would be so happy, you and me. No one there to tell us what to do. I'd like to be under the sea. Step lightly You're moving too fast Take your time, boy Soon the pain will pass In the meantime You gotta find yourself a love that's gonna last
two there from Ringo, one with the Beatles off Abbey Road, Octopus's Garden, and the other one, Step Lately. And that was off of his first album, I believe it was. It was called Ringo. Anyway, a song written by Ringo. From an LP, Step Lightly. And this is KDRT in Davis, California. Hold on a second. I appear to have... Uh, oh, that's correct. Hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> it's correct, but it's not. So that means I'm going to go to Plan B. But before I go to Plan B, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Octopus Garden. Now, as Ringo would tell the story, he was on vacation on a boat in the Mediterranean, and they came and served him octopus. And he looked at it, and he said, Octopus? I don't eat octopus. And then he got to thinking about octopuses and how they attract, they, they get things, you know, they pick things up, they group things around. I recently saw something on the telly that was about octopuses. And folks, if you've ever eaten them before, man, stop. <laughs> they are smart creatures. I wish <laughs> we could elect what is president and cabinet members and and definitely heads of state around the planet. So check it out. I'm not going to bore you or, or fill you up with what I think. Go out and find out about octopuses. No joke. I'm not kidding. Those things are cool. All right, well, I need to find out what exactly I did wrong before I do something wrong. So I'm, <laughs> I'm punting, and I'm going to start the portion of my show that's just a little bit odd because I guess I've arrived at that moment in time. <laughs> Sometime fate forces a person's hand. This is KDRT and Live Tracks. Davis, California. Cents for a ring of keys, three sixty-five for a dollar bill of groceries. I'll have me a car of my own someday. Till then, I need me a ride. My uncle used to love me, but she died. A cup of 
coffee, lettuce, and tomato. Two times, damn, see a man kiss an alligator. Well, one more time around, free on the Ferris wheel ride. My uncle used to love me, but you died. I heard about a hugging and I heard about a kissing. I read about a free in a 50 cent illustrated guide. My uncle used to love me, but she died.
KDRT LP 95.7 in Davis, California. My name is Jim. We're heading into hour two of live tracks. taco truck
dollar for the taco truck.
Definitely a different kind of set of music there. That was Coop finishing up that set again. The two gals, Magnus Zigmark and Oscar Simonson. With the song Coop Island Blues off the CD, Coop Islands. And that's Coop with a K, K-O-O-P. Started out with, my uncle used to love me, but she died. <laughs> no, I'm not making a mistake and you're not hearing things wrong. That's the title of the song and that's what the lyrics are. Sweetback Sisters. I'm going to do a little research into them. <laughs> And I'll come back in future episodes and maybe I can uh, shine a little light on that uh, organization there. <laughs> Followed that up with something I have absolutely no idea who was performing that or where it was from, except that the CD itself was put out by Rhino Entertainment Company in 2001. And I'll just call that song Seals Can't Cry. <laughs> Followed that up with Spike Sykes and his wonderful band Taco Truck. And finished up with a really cool song. I guess it reminds me a little bit of being in a sort of an open-air cafe kind of a thing. Coop Island Blues. Yeah. Anyway, this is KDRT in Davis, California. Coming up here, I'm going to send us a slightly different direction. I'm going to keep it pretty darn mellow, though, and somewhat European, yes. But before I do that, I've got a tale for you here. This is off the Associated Press Wire, uh, July of 23, so very, very recently. A man in Kentucky recently found a buried cache of gold coins from the Civil War period rumored to be worth millions of dollars. Nearly 700 $1, $10, and $20 gold dollars issued by the U.S. Mint between 1840 and 1863 were found, the discovery being called the Great Kentucky Hoard. Well, it turns out that many wealthy Kentuckians back in the day are rumored to have buried large quantities of gold and silver in advance of the Civil War. Given the time period and the location in Kentucky, which was neutral at the time, 
It is entirely possible this was buried in advance of Confederate John Hunt Morgan's June to July 1863 raid. That's according to Ryan McNutt, archaeologist. Now, according to the Numismatic Guarantee Company, which I guess has a stock exchange ticker of NGC, they certified the hoard's authenticity. The rarest items are the 1963 Philadelphia $20 one-ounce gold Liberty coins, which can go for six figures at auction. Eighteen were found. These were minted by the United States Treasury after gold was discovered in California and do not include the phrase, In God We Trust, which was added after the Civil War. But you didn't know that, did you? It's quite true. You can go back and look at the coinage from back then, and it did not have In God We Trust. You know, you can trust in God, and you don't necessarily have to put it on a coin, right? Right.
she said She spoke of strangers That don't sleep to bed Kept on trying Buying time Not waiting on fate I somehow got the feeling
KDRT in Davis, California. Tea in the Sahara. Sting from the 21st of December 1985. Recorded in Arnhem, and that is in Belgium. Peter Frampton from 1976, the famous Framptons Comes Alive, with the song Lines on My Face. And I was reminded of just how interesting a character Peter Frampton is. Last night, Diane and I were cruising the channels and on one of the PBS stations a program was on called with w-i-t-h and there was a one-on-one interview with peter frampton and he talked about his early career and work with humble pie and then the transition he said he found his guitar sound that he wanted while he was with humble pie And then he went and got out of that band and then put out four albums, some with what he called Frampton's Camel. And then in 1976, ended up putting out Frampton Comes Alive, this live live album, which the same scenario had played out with Humble Pie. They had released a number of studio albums and then they released their live at the Fillmore album and got a lot of national airplay out of that. And so Frampton, the double album comes out and it immediately gets amazing sales and for a long time and make still be the uh, largest selling album. It, It went way past 11 million at one point. And I don't know what the total is now. So it got me to thinking about Peter Frampton, and he was telling about the effect that this kind of instant fame, notoriety, had on him, both artistically and then as an individual. It's quite fascinating. Finish that set up there with the fabulous Gin Sisters from 2010. CD titled, You Can't Take a Bad Girl Home, with a very touching song, Dreams. And this is KDRT, and live tracks, and me, and the booth, and the whole bit, and so I think now I'm going to take just a moment, while we're all nice and chill, to tell you about a little bit of some very, very interesting archaeology. So this also is just off the wire AP. I don't know. Sometimes these stories, the the archaeologists tend to wait a little bit before they release things to the general public. But archaeologists in Mexico found evidence that a mythical underground city lies undisturbed beneath the altar of a church exactly where a Spanish legend stated it would be. Okay. So 
in Mexico's Oaxaca Valley, a culture known as the Zapotec, which could create monumental stone architecture and sophisticated crafts and artwork, as well as written and spoken language that predated Mayan, Miztec, and Aztec. <clears throat> they were among Mesoamerica's first great civilizations, existed longer than perhaps any other, from 700 B.C. to the time of the Spanish conquests. Legend has it that the Zapotec built a great labyrinthine city called Lioba, L-Y-O-B-A-A, -A, translated to mean place of rest. Spanish missionaries were so frightened to explore more than a few yards into the tunnel network, they ordered the gate to be thoroughly closed with masonry. The Mexican National Institute of History and Anthropology discovered a vast underground labyrinth underneath the 15th century church of San Pablo, all but confirming the Zapotec legend. Researchers used a variety of techniques to create a 3D model of the subterranean passages below the church. Quote, from the last suburban chamber, a stone door led into a deep cavern extending 30 leagues below ground. This cavern was intersected by other passages, like streets, its roof supported by pillars. Further studies of this kind are already scheduled for this September. So an ancient Zapotec city all underground. Fascinating and completely cool. <laughs> Just makes you wonder, doesn't it? KDRT in Davis.
here, here, here. Totally cool happening down here. I'm just digging this. All right, KDRT in Davis. That once again was Coop, K-O-O-P. I can't stress it strongly enough. I hope they're still together. This particular CD is from, well, 2007. So yeah, a lot of can happen in 16, 15 years. But um, title of that particular song was Forces dot 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 darling. For that, why would you ever want to fall in love? According to lore, I'm not sure a person has a whole bunch of, to say about it. I think there's a, a certain inevitability to it. Uh, sort of a metaphysical attraction when done right. Started out with a song over and over. Fleetwood Mac, that's a song written by Christine McVie. Performed there the 22nd of August, 1980, right at the very tail end of their world tour that had started the previous October, late in October. And they played 117 shows in 72 different venues in eight or nine different countries in about 10 months. I caught them, I was working the show when they came to Albuquerque to the Tingley Coliseum, November 2nd, 1979. And so I actually had a chance to get fairly close to them, as close as you want to get. They pretty much all had bodyguards and psychic forces. They, they would keep people away for sure. But they um, seemed like reasonable people, but they were under a lot of strain from their personal relationships. That's all the further I'll go into that. So I've got just a little bit of time, but not much, uh, before I need to start the last song. So let's see. I'm going to do a quick organic philosophy in a bottle cap. And this one says, hmm. <laughs> if you are too busy to laugh, you are too busy. <laughs> I'm going to leave that for Sarah tomorrow. Put her right up here next to the fader labeled cassette. <laughs> I don't think she'll be using that tomorrow. So the last song I'm going out of here with is Sound of Silence, Sounds of Silence. <clears throat> and it's from the original Wednesday morning 3 a.m. LP. So when you listen to it, you'll notice it sounds different. It was recorded in 1964. And then when it became somewhat popular on the East Coast, things like that, the record company decided the best thing they could do is to remix it a little bit and add some extra this and that to it. So they did that in 1965 and then re-released it. So what you're going to hear is the version that was recorded in 1964. And it's written by Paul Simon. 
and I've got just a minute, so let me read you what's a little bit of what Art Garfunkel wrote on the liner notes for the album about this song. He says, it's a major work. We were looking for a song on a larger scale, but this was more than either of us expected. Paul had the theme and the melody set in November of 63, but three months of frustrating attempts were necessary before the song burst forth. On February 19, 1964, the song practically wrote itself. His theme is man's inability to communicate with man. The author sees the extent of communication as it is on only its most superficial and commercial level, of which the neon sign is representative. There is no serious understanding because there is no serious communication, people talking without speaking, etc., etc. No one dares take the risk of reaching out, Take my arms that I might reach you, that line, to disturb the sound of silence. Poets' attempts are equally futile. The ending is an enigma. I find my own meaning in it, but like most good works, it is best interpreted by each person individually. The words tell us that when meaningful communication fails, the only sound is silence. This is KDRT and Davis. Hello darkness, my old friend I've come to talk with you again Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound silence In restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light that split the night the sound of silence and in the naked light I saw ten thousand people maybe more people talking without speaking people hearing without listening people writing songs that voices never share Like a cancer grows Hear my words that I might teach you Take my arms that I might reach you But my words Like silent raindrops fell And echo the wills of silence People bowed and prayed 
love they made And the sign flashed out its warning In the words that it was forming And the sign said the words of the prophets Are written on the subway walls Tenement halls Whispered 